Just to remind you, if you want to listen to the playlist of this episode, uh, go to Apple Music and search Jukebox Pod Television. We are back, bitches! Simon Hodge is coming at you with the Personal Jukebox Podcast. And I'm joined by our best friend, all his dreams are made when he's chained to a mirror and a razor blade. It's Stuart Boyd. How you doing? Oh, spoilers for the next episode. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Better, better. Get, get in there. Yes, yes, definitely. Um, what are you thinking there? Football's back. Football's back though, it's falling off a cliff pretty quickly. Yeah, well, but, yeah. Um, you had a decent start, didn't you? Well, yeah. Stuart is um, uh, a Warsaw fan. Yep. For everybody out there. Yep. First game was just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, Cost me about 100 quid today. Do we? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, should have been out of sight <laughs> by the time that happened. Falling off a cliff pretty quickly. I think the worst thing that could have happened was winning 4 0 on the opening day. Should have been about six. Um, sort of raises the hopes, doesn't it? Well,. It, I think it got other teams to uh, sit up and take a look, really, and think, oh, what have this lot done? And then they watched us and thought, oh, high press will stop this lot, and it has. <laughs> Are you glad? Well, I don't know your stance on this, especially being a man of the public, but um, the Commonwealth Games. Yeah. <laughs> was I, your interest there or not? Not really. I uh, found it to be a bit of a hassle when they were shutting roads for bloody um, cycle trials and things like that. Did you notice that they... They threatened to shut all the road around Stourbridge. Then a couple of days before realised, oh, it's not actually coming round here. So everybody planned... Everybody was like, oh, every road's going to be shut. Yeah. Every road's going to be shut. But it wasn't. It no, was, uh... no, it was absolutely fine on the day. Yeah. Everybody was planning alternate routes to get to the <laughs> other side of Stourbridge. So, uh-huh. yeah, your kid had been steady, Halzo in your Bromsgrove. And it was just a big anticlimax. It was, like, it was Y2K all over again. You know, the ball dropped and nothing happened. <laughs> the, the other thing relating into football is, well, did you watch any of the women's Euros? I did. It. I watched a little bit of the final. Were you fed up of being battered over the head that you've got to give it the credit it deserves or something? I think the thing is, um, with the with the arguments, the comparisons to the men's game, the mm-hmm. arguments are ridiculous on both sides. Oh, yeah, yeah, completely. Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. The men putting the women's game down are ridiculous, and the people comparing the women's saying, oh, look, they're showing the men how to do it, is also ridiculous. They're equally ridiculous. Just let them each be what they are let on their own their merits things. as separate entities, because as long as it's a contest between equally matched sides, uh-huh. then it's good. Otherwise, you get what oh, we're going to timestamp this, but otherwise, you've got what you've got today at Anfield. Yes, yes, yeah, that's quite true, actually. The, uh, I did think it was, well, it was just typical BBC to be like, mm. forced, like well, you've got to be watching yeah. it. Yeah. But more interested in that than this farce of a World Cup that's coming up. It's not yeah. a real World Cup. Um, it's, 
I don't know how it's it's like a weird one. Yeah. You know, we should have just had the World Cup, shouldn't we? Yeah, we yeah. Just been. Those ridiculously hot forty degrees days, we should have been sat in a beer garden watching England nearly run nil. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yes, <laughs> like like in the good old days. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So, in a roundabout way, not the US, but more interested in the women's Euros than in this absolute joke that's coming up. Um. I well, I have no interest in watching the international football really. Mm. Anyway, yeah, um, I just I don't know. I can't get excited over international football. But a World Cup, you know, I'll still watch the England games. I'm guessing mm. it's not 1990 now where I'm racing back from school yeah. and watch like every game bar one of that World Cup oh, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, and then went down to Woolworths and bought the VHS with all the goals. On yes, so I, oh, I had that one. Yeah, with the commentary by Brian Moore. That's yeah, it. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, um, yeah. It's not like that now, is it? It's um, I don't know, man. International football, man. Yeah, yeah. same. Yeah. Same club before country. Club before country, definitely. Definitely, <laughs> everyone's going boo. <laughs> We're getting pelters. <laughs> Uh, People are switching off in their droves. <laughs> completely changing tact, and this might like get rid of the rest of the audience as well. Vince McMahon. Oh, absolute shocker that he's a wrong one, isn't it? Well, absolute shocker that he's a wrong one, but absolute shocker that he is no longer supposedly um, yeah. there. Yeah, and I believe that too. I, yeah, I, I, I do. I do believe he seems gone. like it. Apparently, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, did you ever think you would ever see the day? Never. You'd thought to use kind of the parlance of our. Region yeah. for uh, transatlantic <laughs> listeners potentially. You thought they'd be carrying him out of there in a box, didn't you? Yes, yeah, completely. Yeah, yeah like just never gripping on till the yep. very end. And I would say, if he wouldn't have made the decision to go public in two thousand and one, he still would be there now. Mm. Well, it wouldn't. Do you think wouldn't it's do... only because they're public that he stepped down? Potentially. Um, in. In terms of the minutiae and all the details and the ins and outs of mm-hmm. the technicalities of how it's come to light, yeah. I didn't really dig that deeply into it, but it was just the intrigue yeah. laying what's going to happen now. Yes, 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 definitely. Um, if, if anybody isn't okay with what we're talking about, Vince McMahon, owner, CEO, um, chairman, yep, chairman of, of the World Wrestling Entertainment, has stepped down, retired. Something yeah. that anybody who's ever followed the business in the most cursory way would never have thought would be a thing that would, like, just never happen kind it's of thing. basically synonymous, isn't yeah, it? The one yeah, constant yeah. since yeah. the late 70s, really. I did see there was a news story this week that he was out celebrating his birthday, wasn't he? It was like it was like him, Stephanie, Cena and Lesnar sat around the table oh, okay. and a mystery woman. Oh, that's an interesting... Uh, <laughs> Interesting congregation. <laughs> I wonder what they talked about. It makes it a bit more interesting because I think um, people of our vintage have slightly fallen out with with the ease exploits. We covered that, didn't we, on the yeah. uh, on on the episode? Yeah. Uh, so the music wrestling music centric episode we did I don't know over if, a year ago. But oh yeah. yeah, it's got to be over a year ago now, hasn't it? Um, I don't know if that. Oh, I don't know. Just for me, I'm not laying down any sheets to watch anything no you know no. That, that's just that's just it really no no the the time for giving them your money's long since gone hasn't it yeah yeah i like un, unmarked myself i suppose yeah yeah, yeah christ can you imagine when you had a hole burning in your pocket for the money you wanted to throw 
at the product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's there's so much product now, and there's so much. To- it's it, it's the it's the old um, what's the, what's the uh, what's the word I'm stretching for? Paradox. It's the paradox. So and and you can apply this to music as well. Yeah. Music consumption because we've had we've talked so many times about. Um, the expense and mm. the investment mm. of following music when we were like in our teens, early twenties, yes. and now you've got streaming services, and we've got all of that at our fingertips for one fixed price, and mm. it's that paradox uh, which is exactly the same in this scenario we're talking about now. Back when we had the time, we didn't have the resources. Oh God! Can you imagine and the there, network would have been out yeah, around in like absolutely ninety nine, and now we've got the resources. <laughs> yeah. We haven't got the time. <laughs> Real yeah. life gets in the way. Yeah, it does actually. It kind of puts a price on it. The money that you spent on it back there, then yeah, for that, for like a fraction of that, you could have like fucking everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If 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 you just held on, <laughs> yeah, if you just held on and not yeah. got a life, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you'd be all right. Quit in. There was a program on TV that I caught the end of it. I think Lindsay was watching it when he was trying to um, make head the tail of how Primark do it. Okay. And then you had, um, oh, this is how they kind of do it, by making cheap stuff cheaper, yeah. yeah, and selling volume of little products and just, I don't know, adding on high, not high-end, but higher yeah. tag items. Uh, and there was people who, I'll bet they were, say, from a Debenhams or a Topshop yeah. or, you know, the, the ones that have gone to the wall. Yeah. And they were saying, well, it kind of just makes everybody think, oh, I don't need to pay that much for it. I can just pay this much for it. But there's two sides to that. You can think, oh, we've been being ripped off for years paying this price. Yeah. And this one. I suppose it's kind of loss leaders as well. I mean, a friend of my wife's is a manager of a food hall in yes. a um, established high street chain, shall yes. we say. Yeah. And they do uh, a particular dine-in deal. Yes. Um, and... Basically, what she told me many years ago is that they make no money. There is no markup on that deal at all. Mm -hmm. But what each individual store is um, measured on is when that's bought, the number of additional items in the basket and the value thereof. So Someone might buy a punnet of grapes for four quid on top. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's basically to entice you in with the deal. And while you're there, what else you get in there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about quantity of purchase, really. Um, after the uh, after you've been hooked in initially, like a good hook in a song. Yeah, well, yes, yes. And talking of hooks, we've got plenty of hooks in songs that we're uh, absolute at hook central. It this is. album, Literally. isn't it? it? I could describe this album like fast forward to the end of this episode and just say there's shitloads of hooks on this album. Well, if you want to fast forward to kind of one of my comments, um, this is, we're doing television. Yes, How to Make Friends and Influence People from 1994. Yeah, yeah, 94. Yep, 94. April, 94. 94. And they pre, um, this was their second album, this was their sophomore (laughs) effort. Massive step up from their first album. And I went back and listened to their first album, kind of in prep for this. I listened to three or four tracks. Yeah, and the foundations were there, but I would say it, the one fundamental difference from that album to this, and it really works for some artists and other artists it wouldn't work for, so mm-hmm. maybe they rolled the dice, maybe they didn't, but for me, again, spoiler, mm-hmm. it works big style, is that they took sort of like a British rock album which was their previous album, Formaldehyde. And for the for the next album, they really embraced their pop sensibilities. 
They oh, yeah. properly leaned into it. There's there's definitely like um, a coat of sheen. Yeah, absolutely. That's been, a, a producer yeah. has earned his crust. Oh, definitely. You know what I mean on, on this. Definitely. Yeah. And yeah. wouldn't yeah. work for every artist. It's like if no. someone had said after Undertow to Tool, go and embrace your pop <laughs> sensibilities. <laughs> yeah. Don't yeah. think it would have worked. Yeah. They, they could have quite pulled that off and would have the dedicated following they've got today. But there you go. So as Boyd says, we're doing televisions, how to make friends and influence people. They formed in 1987, apparently. As the Spoiled Brats. The Spoiled Brats, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, no, didn't know. Yeah. They, I mean, later on we'll go into their dis- disbandment and everything. Formaldehyde was released in 1993. I think the track My House, me and Gaz encountered on a Kerrang mixtape. Yeah, yeah, maybe been on one of those. Yeah. Still a live favourite to this day. Yeah, that's still one they play, yeah. yeah. American TV was the other yep. one that I knew yep. straight away. And the hilariously named Don't Shoot My Dog. Yes. Yep. <laughs> which wasn't a single, but that just caught my attention. Yeah, uh, it's an album which I definitely listened to back in the day, I would say, no more than half a dozen times. I'm loath to use the word nondescript because there's some good stuff on there, but it's... There's nothing not, that grabs you Yeah, if that's the first thing that you ever heard from them, it wouldn't... You wouldn't be thinking these guys are the next big, big thing. No, 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 no. You no. wouldn't be buying into any great potential to go on to bigger and better things. Well, they were part of that. It's got, well, it's got to be around the same kind of time, hasn't it? Where you've got Britpop and you had like this Brit rock kind of thing. I think me and Les spoke about it way back on the Wild Arts episode. Amazing that you should mention that because yeah. <laughs> um, Wild Hearts yeah. are a massive, massive blind spot for me. They okay, really yeah. are, and here's the reason. And uh, this was completely unintentional, but yeah. I've touched upon it already because I was thinking about this in the lead-up to this. Why did this? Why did I take this position? Mm. Um, Oasis Blur... Um, Brett Sean, yeah, yeah. you know, you got your dichotomies. Pepsi Coke. Pepsi Coke, absolutely. Yeah. Britney yeah. Christina. Yeah. And in the 90s, for some reason, I created a false dichotomy in my own head. Oh, it was your own feud. Yeah. yeah. Well, not not even a feud. Yeah. It's, um, a good example or a good comparator might be um, Interpol editors. Yes. It's like... Terrorvision Wild Hearts. Well, I was already on the Terrorvision train when I be, kind of became aware of Wild Hearts. Yeah. So I was like, I've got Terrorvision, don't need them. It's complete nonsense. There's, thought, there's, there's no the dog to be there whatsoever. I thought exactly the same. Really? I, I said to Les, around that kind of time, um, Kerrang gave away some stickers with yeah. one of the with one of the issues, and one of them said, fuck off and die, and you could put who you wanted. Yeah. And I wrote, the Wild Hearts, yeah. and stuck it on my um, money box, yeah. <laughs> and it was just there. But now I go back and I think, oh, Wild Hearts did some really good tunes. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> I, and again, with the, yeah. the resource that we've got now, I could go home after this, and I could rinse the Wild Hearts discography, and I could have done that at any point in the last 10 years, yeah. and I haven't, and why... Why is that? It's well, I'm just old and cantankerous and set in my ways, and it's I'm too old to change. <laughs> On that thought, did you, after the last recording we did, go and listen to any newer Foo Fighters albums? No, because we both said we were going to yeah. do it, and I thought, yeah, funny. yesterday. Have, having said that, we we recorded that literally days before Taylor yes. sadly passed yes, away, we did. didn't yeah, we? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah, so maybe I, I don't know. Maybe that stopped us in us tracks uh, subconsciously. Mm. I, I did, um, at one point I had remembered and I just played, oh, Foo Fighters. 
play, uh, like music play yeah. Foo Fighters, but it was, um, I don't know, their last like album or stuff sounds very, I don't know the word to describe it, it's just very, I don't know, it sounds like, like 70s rock, Okay. but I don't know, but it, it sounded very much like, you know, the Fraggle Rock Song okay. That they did. Yeah. Sounded along them kind of yeah. lines. But. They're talking about those covers because I kind of embarrassed myself a little bit at the end of that episode mm. where I was talking about their ABBA covers album and just then lightning hit my brain and it was like it was a Bee Gees covers album. But did you watch Glastonbury? Did you watch Macca's headline set? And no, I saw and, a little. I didn't watch all of it. Christ Almighty! Well, this was literally months later, and Dave yeah. came out at the end, didn't he? Yes, he did. And he had an Abba top on, oh, so I was just like, "Okay, ah. could Dave be an avid listener of the podcast?" Because I think the episode was out by that point. <laughs> yeah, it was. I still haven't heard from um, Jerry Cantrell, by the way. <laughs> well, obviously, Jerry's not a listener. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. But you're saying about like the Brit pop and Brit rock, rock yeah. kind of bubble, and I was thinking kind of about that as well. Is that there was a little group of bands? There was. I think Television was one the wild hearts were another that kind of felt equally comfortable mm. in the pages of kerrang and in the pages of like q and the enemy NMA. therapy therapy but yeah they were another one i thought of and there was another one who kind of fell into that little bubble but then i kind of and they toured because obviously television and wild hearts just before covid did a bit of a tour together didn't yeah, they, they did. and reef that, yeah. were the third band reef, of that. yeah and then I, I kind of thought do i put reef in that bubble but then to me at the time Reef always felt massively out of place in Kerrang. Kerrang covering Reef for. I yeah, didn't get that at all. I, I didn't actually. Um, they were because they were literally just famous for the mini disc advert, weren't they initially? Yeah. And yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I didn't. I didn't get that. And, and then the next album, they went like. Actually, they did a bit of a television, didn't they? On their next album, when, when they came back with Put Your Hands yeah. and all that yeah, kind of went, stuff. Went full on pop. Didn't quite work as well for me. Yeah, no, didn't quite. Pro- probably, I don't know if they probably got more plaudits. I don't know. But um, I'd say they definitely got more plaudits. Yeah. Um, Little Angels and Gun as well were kind of oh, in gone. that. Kind of in that, but a yeah. bit more cock rocky, maybe. Yeah. There's definitely like just. But what a television, are they pop metal? Is that what they are? There's there's a bit of pop, there's a bit of metal, there's a bit of glam in there, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even, there's like a, there's a bit say. of a seventies like yeah. volume. But yeah. it's it, it's probably a bit of bit of a generic to the point where it's meaningless or overused word now. But in the best kind of meaning or the best kind of term, mm. they're rock, aren't they? They're just yeah. rock. Well, yeah, That's all you could all you could describe them as. Yeah, maybe not. R-A-W-K rock. Oh, not rock, rock. yeah. Mm-hmm. How many times have you seen television live? Oh. Is it the band that you've seen the most? They're fighting it for number one. They're yeah. In, they're in the top two. It's got to be seven or eight. Easy. Oh, really? Yeah. And it's always, they're always, they're a guaranteed good time. Yeah, let's, let's get into the band. Um, Tony, on this album, anyway, we've got um, Lee Marklow, meet Lee, yeah, did Lee Marklow, yep. isn't it? Um, on bass. But didn't, didn't you get to, School with a kid called Lee Markley. Was he not in your year? Uh, ben Markley. Ben Markley, that Markley. was it, yeah. But um, I've had a wee next to Lee Markley. Oh, have you? Yep. Yeah. In uh, the Wolfram Hall in okay. Wolverhampton. Yep. <laughs> okay, yeah. Did you share pleasantries? Oh, just... All right, Lee. He was, he was in the next year, <laughs> I think the, the support were that a band called Tax the Heat were on uh, stage. No, never heard mm-hmm. of her. Um, Mark Yates on guitar. Yep. Four piece as well. Um, Shutty on drums yep. on this album. Yeah. Oh. It later went on to be, oh Christ, what's his name? Cameron. Cameron. Can't yeah. think of his surname. Not Matt. 
No. No. no, not Matt, who's <laughs> drummed for everybody else. Drummer but uh, but Cameron from Terrorvision, um, I caught something on social media earlier this year. Drummed for Ugly Kid Joe on their yes, most recent yes, UK I saw tour. That. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realise they were still doing stuff. No, no. Because yeah. isn't Whitfield singing for Whitfield Crane? is singing for someone else, isn't he? I don't know. Currently, he had a very brief Let spell in Life it. of Agony at the end of uh, oh, end of the nineties, beginning of the two thousands. Now, um, Mina's back front in Life of Agony now. Um, hang on, I'm going to live Google this. Oh yeah, Life of Agony. That must be who I was thinking of. Yeah, in oh that was in the like late nineties. Very short lived. Yeah. Oh yeah. I thought he was singing for somebody um, more recently as well, and a singer Tony Wright. That every yep. every man name. Just Absolutely, Tony Royce. Yeah, you know, it's just yeah. Yeah, I went to see um, Anathema do a um, acoustic gig down in Leamington, probably about seven, eight years ago now. But their um, <laughs> their support was a one man band called uh, Verse Chorus Verse. But his name was Tony Wright and a completely different bloke. So a different yeah, guy. F- full on every man. What did you think of Leamington? Do you think it was very white? As I, I drive, not not as in people, yeah, but as yeah. in buildings. Now that you say it. Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a nice venue there. It was a place called the Assembly, which is gone now. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, re- really nice venue, proper old kind of theatre balcony, maybe Wolfram Hall size place. It was, uh, yeah, it was a good night. Oh yeah, Weatherspoons directly across the road. I once was working on a bank holiday Monday delivering mortar to building sites in Leamington Spa and I was absolutely busting for a shite like mega <laughs> busting for a shite and it's bank holiday Monday and nothing like yeah. no one's even letting yourself into the site yeah. and this one place had got um, a portaloo okay. and I was like oh thank you yeah. so I sat down and did the business and then flushed the thing and it was literally just everybody else's shit coming around oh. the flush I've never smelled anything like it in my life it was the worst smelling thing ever oh, <laughs> memories of Leamington Spa Royal Leamington Spa <laughs> um, Tony Wright who formed the band Like a Dog yes yes bit of a heard anything project. by him no not at all funnily enough and mm. he, he does a bit of solo stuff as well and... Well, yeah, I, I saw in my research that he was a dry stone waller as well okay after, after television were a thing he went to go do dry stone walling. Hmm? Northerner, isn't they? Bradford? Yeah, yeah. Or well, they? They're all Yorkshire, and I think they've definitely formed in Bradford. Yeah. They kind of gravitated um, gravitated to Bradford, but the, yeah. I think they're all Yorkshire lads. I always thought that there, was, that, that there must have been two guitarists from listening to this, mm. to listening to television back in the day, but I, there isn't, unless you're know, multi-tracking on the recording. Um, having not seen them live, I can't speak for well, that. Well, irreparable. Mark Yates replicates it well live. Yeah. Um, for me, again, bit of a spoiler for me. He's the star of this album. Okay, yeah, yeah, he does. Uh, he does like, keep it moving. Shall we say? Um, shall we get into the first track? Let's do it. Um, the first track. Sorry, it was released. Um, well, it charted the last week of April in nineteen ninety four. It got to number eighteen on the UK charts. Um, respectable. It's on the chart for 34 weeks, and it comes in at just under an hour and 55 minutes. Oh, before we get into that, obviously, we have the number ones in the chart. Number one in the UK chart. Tell, tell me when you know it. Yep. 
I believe he was Symbol at the time, wasn't he? Was this not just pre-Symbol? Oh, was it? Yeah. Now I've got to pull you up on something here. Oh, look, he's there. But he was using it a little while before oh, the oh, transition okay. to being the artist formerly known as. Oh, okay. I've got to pull you up on your uh, your comments on Prince on the eighties <laughs> episodes here. Oh, you luddite! <laughs> um, what's what's the big crocodile? What is it? What's that thing called? The big crocodile eats the better thing. Like Michael Jackson, Prince. Oh no! I actually, when I listen, not listen back to it. When I listen back to it, editing it, um, I did think to myself, "Oh, I really do like." The ones around this era, um, gold. Oh, there, glitters. You yeah. know that one. I like that one. There's another one. So yeah, Prince does have more than two good songs. Oh, he's he's got a a cornucopia. Yeah. Well, at the time, Prince fans always say yeah. this. Yeah. At the time, yes, Jacko over Prince. But as you age, mm. oh, does that dynamic okay. reverse flip that one on its head? He. he it's definitely somebody who I'd do um, an episode on, you know, okay. a Prince episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe like, like a Best Of or yeah, something. Yeah, like the Queen or the Smiths one, yeah. kind of thing like that. Um, yeah, 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 definitely. But yeah, Prince, yeah, it's all right, this one. never heard that bit before in it uh, the number one album oh, I was struggling to pick a song from this album so I just picked the one that apparently had the most plays on Apple Music you may know this I think I might have listened to this album once ever I'm not going to show you the picture because you'd guess it straight away Are you okay with this album? I am. Um, everything's coming together um, <laughs> at the minute because that night I saw Anathema in uh, Leamington Spa. Um, Danny Cavana, who's their guitarist, played a few tracks on, on his own and he actually played a cover of High Hopes from this album. It's a Division Bell by Pink Floyd. Yes, it is. Yeah, uh, yeah he played, yeah. A, played a solo cover of High Hopes. Where do you sit on Pink Floyd? I Being love, a massive radio headphone. Yeah, I love a certain period of their work. The Floyd purists hate me. Mm. Purists hate me. I'll put my teeth in. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't like Sid era. don't like the Sid Barrett era. Okay, yeah. 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 It's like once Sid went... That run probably... Um, where does that Where does that end? Uh, it's like Piper at the Gates of Dawn. He's kind of gone by Dark Side of the Moon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you got got... Uh, the run kind of dark side, um, wish you were here, yeah. animals, yeah. Um, up to the wall, which I think is a bit overrated. Yeah, I'm on board. I th- a one trip I did up to Scotland driving, I listened to four Pink Floyd albums back to back. Yeah, um, and it was interesting. You know what I mean? It You'll was, lose yourself in them. It was, an, it was an interesting listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think on the way back, I, but that was when I listened to those radio albums yeah. coming back as well. Um, so yeah, it's, it was definitely an interesting journey. What a treat of a trip! <laughs> that sounds amazing. <laughs> Is there any lyrics to this one? There will be at some point. <laughs> Do 
Yeah, so if you want to listen to that, I, I don't know if I can see myself doing the Pink Floyd album. Uh, um, completely in stark contrast to that, our friends over the other side of the pond. Yes, you were getting down to this pedo. My mind's telling me no. But my body. Let's skip it. He don't say nothing wrong with a little bump and grind. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Let's move on. I listened to a podcast recently which described him as the um, the Pied Piper paedophile of hip hop. Mm. Have you have you aware of the whole shebang? Yeah, watch the uh, watch the Netflix See, I series. It. Oh yeah. 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 Is it still on? I have to take it. I suppose I it was a Netflix yeah. original, yeah. wasn't it? So yeah. it will still be up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, R. Kelly. Strange guy. Yeah. One way of putting it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently it all started with his sister blowing him off, but, uh, you know, these things happen to people, I suppose, in America. Okay, so we'll get rid of him. And we'll move into what we're doing now. Tick, tock, tick, tick. Alice, what's the matter? Alice, what's the matter? Something about you really puts me down. You're the wife of the body, you're the toast of the town. Something about you really picks me up like a hot cup of coffee in a Okay, so we're off to the races. Definitely, straight yeah. in there. And really, the high points of the, the album in a microcosm. Simple, hooky, straight in there, yeah. in and out. And I think the whole album, it's... I mean, how long is this track? Um, it is... 2.50. Yeah, and there's not much that goes above, like, three and a half, four minutes on the album. There's no, no wasted motion in the whole thing. It is... So tight, it squeaks when it moves. Mm, mm, definitely, it's got that. As we said about the hooks, yeah, you've got the three different hooks. You've got the Alice to guitar yep. to guitar that bit. Then you've got the um, just that simple riff, which the is the guitar refrain. It's just easy stuff. Yeah, definitely. Um, and and then you have um, Tony's vocals. Once again, very everyman vocals. Yeah, absolutely. So sing alonger. Yep. Um, I mean, he isn't hitting any high notes, is he? You know what I mean? He's just... You can hear his voice. Basically, what's the word? It clips. His voice basically just goes to that level and stays there. Plateaus. Yeah, yeah, plateaus. That's the yep. word, yeah. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah. And proper sing-along. It's a, it's a proper live anthem. Can you tell what he's saying? They drag the... Uh, they drag the intro out, the the Alice What's the Matter live, because it's like oh, a bit playing, of a call and response. I would say if you're playing yeah. this live, you want to go at least double time. Yeah, <laughs> that, that properly, properly build that up. One thing, if it hasn't become clear already, uh-huh. um, I'm an unabashed big television fan. Yes. Um, but it does come with little asterisks. There are a few kind of little warts that they build up enough goodwill that you accept. 
Mm. And uh, yeah, there are a couple of them on this album. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah there, there are a few, and one of them is a lot of the times. Well, not, not a lot of time. That's that's harsh. I think I know what you're yeah. going to say. Yeah. Occasionally. Their lyrics are proper GCSE poetry. Well, I remember you giving um, Brandon Flowers a bit of a kick in. Yeah. 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 And, <laughs> and Terrorvision can be very, very guilty of that. There's there's a track called uh, Conspiracy on their next album. Yes. And it's got, what even when I must have been 15 when that came out, and even then at the time it was proper cringe stuff, there's a there's a, uh, a, a verse that starts, the doggio and the catio yeah. are fighting on the patio. patio. And it's just, oh, <laughs> lads, who who let that go? And I would say there's a little <laughs> bit of that in this song. But once you kind of try and dig into it a bit, depending on what you think this song's about, I can kind of let that go on this one. It's kind of like the last refrain as the... Uh, Something about you, something about me, something about A, B, C, D, and E, something about hell, something about heaven, mm-hmm. something about four, five, six, and seven, which, yeah, on the surface, yeah. ostensibly, is a bit GCSE poetry. However, yeah. if you're listening okay. to, if you're buying to the Alice, what's the matter? Say you're asking your partner, um, you're, you're asking someone, come on, what's up? Yeah. And we all know someone like that, don't we? It's like, whatever it is, it's always something. So it's like, <laughs> always something. So if you want to read into that, like, Alice, oh, God, what is it now? It's like, oh, it's, is it something about hell or is it something about seven or is it something about numbers, you know? It's, you've got a big problem in everything, haven't you? And you can relate to that a little bit. So yeah. this this track, I'll let it slide. Oh, I don't think there's anything wrong with it because where are we now? We're like 1994. Yep. I'm like... I don't know, we're in the same kind of era as Noel Gallagher lyrics. Yep. And you know what I mean, I, I don't really have a problem. There's nothing wrong with easy lyrics for a good pop tune. Which this does. There you go. Absolutely. The, and that um, and that outro, as you would call it, where it has the, the more disputable or more of the lyrics, yep. it builds nicely. Yep. And it, and it yeah, it, it works. It yeah. works at the end of the day. What do you think the song is about? It could kind of be about that. Um, you think yeah, it's a relationship? Yeah, and there's a couple of little bit, bits in it. There's uh, there's the looks like someone's gone and dropped the bomb. Drop mm-hmm. the bomb, baby. Uh-huh. Yeah. Drop the, the bomb. There's another guy who's in a bit of uh, bit of bother. Yeah, he is, isn't he? <laughs> Who'd have thunk that one as well? <laughs> so, Americans must look at us and think, What's going on, Britain? Yeah. Anyway, we could we could go down a whole rabbit hole there, but yeah, some someone's going to drop drop the bomb, and there's that little bit uh, something about them, something about the other, something got to tell you about my dad and your mother. Mm, yes, sir. Yeah. So it's, could it be a bit of an accidentally incestuous relationship? Um, I don't know. Well, maybe. Yeah. Or it's kind of like um, a part one to some people say as well. Yes. You know, some people say it's got the same kind of lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was it? Some people say I look like mother, some daddy's eyes. Got my dad. Uh, got look my like my brother, he's just got, another lie. He's yeah. just another lie. You can definitely tell the same person has lit, writ those lyrics. Definitely. You know what I mean? Yep. You definitely get that. It may be seems... Could this have been all these years some kind of highbrow concept album and we've completely missed it? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Maybe old Tone was like, you know, really pouring his heart out mm-hmm. over something. But I think... If you're comparing this to 
something more highbrow, like we've said, a radio head or a Pearl Jam or, or even what some people would constitute Kurt Cobain was attempting to do. It's not that, but I don't think it wants to be. It's unabashedly a good time. Much the same as, you know, you know what me, me and Neil said about Nickelback? Yeah. They know their audience and they're doing it. Yeah. I, I don't think television like that, but I think it's like, man, we probably can't do that and we don't want to do that. We want to do this. Well, this is part of the reason that they kind of get away with a few of their ropier moments because they build up that currency with you because, like I say, they are unabashed good times. Yeah. Um, they yeah. really are. And sometimes I'm going to... no pretension here. Absolutely none. But I'm going to wheel out uh, my old favourite word, word. There is, when you scratch a little below the surface, oh. a little bit of juxtaposition oh, going I knew on. I it's coming. Yep. <laughs> I knew that was yeah. coming. There. there is a little bit with the uh, with kind of the upbeat tempo, yeah. the bouncy guitars, the enthusiastic lyrics. But when you dig into a bit of a subject matter, it's yeah. There's there's a yin to the yang. Songs coming up in a moment. Yeah, definitely, definitely subtext. To yeah, them. definitely the next two. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, Strong we'll, start. We'll catch this outro. Uh, actually, it's not there yet, is it? Hang on, and there's and there is solos to a certain extent, isn't there? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Short, tight, compacts. Yeah, they're just like, like the album itself. They might only be like eight bars kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, but they always keep it moving. They're always moving on to something new. They're keeping yeah. it fresh on this album. Um, Mark Yates with his, like you say, his truncated solos, uh-huh. his little guitar parts in this. If he was writing them himself, he was on fire at this period. He was. Oh man, knocking was, it out. Yeah, he was knocking it out of the park. Something about Bill, definitely something about Ben. (laughs) It was also a top 30 hit for them, four weeks on the chart, it got to a peak of number 24, and it leads right into probably the most well known song off this album. Definitely. Now this is a popper, a popper bop. song which is sub um, sub three minutes and it has an absolutely incredible thing that it does two verses two choruses before one minute ten yep it's just two verses well three choruses really three it's choruses utterly incessant isn't it absolutely there we go we're, we're at the um, like what people would call the middle the middle bit you know after a course verse course verus. is it the course bridge ver- even course verus, verse chorus verse chorus yeah the bridge yeah like the other Tony Wright verse chorus verse wow I mean three choruses and two verses in a minute and ten that's unprecedented I would say definitely definitely and like you say this was until the kind of song that every that the you Joe public if they know them know them for which was tequila um, Tequila, which and we, and um, the other one that you just said, conspiracy. I think that was probably their second biggest. 
Would you say? Was that, a, was that a single? Yeah, it was a single, wasn't it? Oh, blimey. Yeah, I think it was. That was a misstep then. Yeah, I think that was like this. It's definitely their second or third highest charting. Um, yeah, I think so. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, well, every day's a school day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I may be completely speaking out of yeah. turn there now that you've said yeah. that. Definitely, but um, this was kind of the one, wasn't it? If if you mentioned television and someone knew them, this was the instant reaction. This tune, and it's all down yeah. to that hook, and it's the vocal hook. But all it is is it's the melody over the top of the guitar, isn't it? Yeah, this is um, me being sixteen years old. Yeah, like drum blagging my way into clubs, yep. rock clubs that were playing music, or like student night things yep. where you've got your fake ID. And this was like a staple. Absolutely. Of being at the, Definitely. At, the, at the venue. Yeah. Goldsmiths, absolutely. man. Goldsmiths. Ooh. where You was on about um, Duncan Edwards' same site, didn't it? Basically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> yeah, just, uh, for anyone not privy, that's where I've been this morning to our, uh, to our conversation beforehand. But yeah, yeah, absolutely, same site. It's um, the first, well, I suppose it's not the first bit, but it's definitely that television kind of singy, rappy vocal. Yeah. Yeah, which yeah. he does. There's a gr- there's a fantastic oh, yeah. example of that coming on later. It's absolute. I used pinnacle. to be able to sing that as well. Like know oh, the lyrics, but I don't yeah. know them now. But yeah, yeah, yeah. it's um, it's machine gun delivery. Yeah, on yeah, that. yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, not machine gun Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not. Definitely. Uh, not. But this is another song that uh, hints at a hidden depth behind their cheeky charm, and it's um, the meaning's interesting, even in the current climate. Would it be? Would it be a satirical critique of squatter culture? I possibly, ha- potentially, mm-hmm. potentially. I had it more about attitudes towards um, immigration. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Particularly with the uh, the fabricated stories dreamt up by the Sons oh, of no, Campers actually, line. Yeah, that's probably more of a thing. Yeah, yeah. because your back garden is literally just yeah your country. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I, so. When I was younger, I used to think that, it, and I'm sure I read it in a magazine, that it was them giving a bit of shit to um, what's his name? Who does bloody Glastonbury? Oh, Evis. Yeah, that he was okay. like he was. They had a falling out with him, or they definitely had. Were they meant to play Glastonbury or something like that? I don't know. I don't know if that was mm. a bit on the nose. But yeah, mm. who knows? Who knows? But you can yeah. see why. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good song. Definitely, definitely yeah. a cracker. Well, it, you you summed it up with uh, one word, three letters. It's a bop. Yeah, it is. It yeah. is. It's a complete bop, and there's, it's a bit powder puff. There's not a load to it. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It's yeah. just got that do up, 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 do up, and it does yeah. have the other bits after as well. Yeah. But it's it's good enough. It's better than ninety nine nine percent of your rappers out there. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? And if you put it into a current context, obviously you've got the um, the bit that um, the people in the world camping out in your back garden which mm-hmm. could could or could not refer to immigration um and obviously we're living in a kind of post-brexit britain now but mm-hmm. also you've got the uh, the bit oh goodness my gracious i hope it's not contagious so yeah. there you've got a bit of covid in there as well <laughs> so th- this has aged like a fine wine if no you want to interpret it, it yeah. because could it be an oblique song <laughs> oh, I like it. And it was the highest charting Levels. single. Levels, I like it. The highest charting single on the album, from the album, sorry, got just outside the top 20, which is stupid because I can remember all these songs being all over everything at the time. Yeah. I don't know if it was because, like, Kerrang! were throwing their weight behind these Brit rock bands because they still wanted to have a magazine at the end of the day. It's got to be the thing. circles we were moving in. Yeah, 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 definitely. 
but all the singles, especially on this, just seemed ubiquitous kind of thing. Yeah. They were like everywhere. Maybe that's that's an interesting point about Kerrang because it kind of falls um, the clutch of bands that we were talking about there. Um, mm-hmm. Wild Hearts Therapy, Terrorvision, mm. Skunk and Nancy potentially yeah, yeah, yeah. falls. Uh, in that little spot, that little chasm between the end of grunge and the beginning of new metal. So maybe what they really need to hang their hat on, because Kerrang's always basically been the smash hits of alternative slash heavy music, hasn't it? They've always been looking for the next thing. They've always been churning over those new artists. They've got to sell magazines. You need need to create a bit of buzz to sell some magazines. And as you say, between grunge and new metal, Around this, a couple of years after this, probably where I fell out with Krang, I think I said this before, yep. when like, they were focusing on Marilyn Manson, yep. um, like that collection of artists just before New Metal, getting really like hard bonus for garbage, Shirley Manson. Now, I don't mind a bit of garbage, really like hitching their, their what's the word there? Hitching, hitching their wagon. The, hitching their wagon. Hitching their the, horse yeah, to a dead wagon. Yeah, mm. yeah. Or hitching their wagon to a dead horse. Yeah, and placebo. It's the snake well. to my mongoose. <laughs> Nice. Um, Placebo as well, who I like too. Yeah, or two but, two fantastic albums. But, you two. know, um, probably at the time, I was maybe thinking, oh, I'm not sure. I don't know if I like this. <laughs> but, yeah, um, what was my point there, being crank? Yeah, crank, they've got to create a buzz to sell magazines. Yeah. In the same way that Enemy, every month, it was like, oh, my God, this yeah. is the hottest band in the world. Yeah, they're, yeah. All, they're always looking for the bigger, better deal, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that doesn't happen now, does it? Kerrang is still a magazine. We've had this question a lot of times. Yeah, it's still around. It is, isn't yeah. it? I might pick up a copy of Kerrang to look at. Yeah. P- potentially to form the basis of an episode. <laughs> Who knows? Man, I don't think there'll be much in there nowadays. Uh, I don't think so. None of the others are around, are they? Enemy or Bloody Cure or anything. So, uh, so yeah. Yes, good song anyway. Yep. Two for two. I can definitely remember metal guys at the time getting their knickers in a right twist at that chorus as well. Yeah, 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 definitely. Like people who were more into metal at the time. Potentially, if I'd have been three or four years older, yeah. I'd have picked this you know album what I mean? up. I'd have been part of that crew. <laughs> but you can't do. You come back around. You come full circle, don't you? Uh, the next track always seemed like it interrupted the rhythm of the album to me. Okay. Yeah, a little bit. But um, we'll have a bit of this. Track three, stop the bus. I found myself a train in a village 
really only one of the only a couple of songs on the album that don't go straight into the chorus after like a, a first verse. Yeah, yeah, but I think that's merited uh, yeah. in this instance because, as I said, Mark Yates gets all the story roles on this album. Yeah. He's on a purple patch with the uh, with the hooky riffs. Mm-hmm. I think they wanted to give that a bit of a reprise. The transition from that at the start, from that as the lead into the bass line as the lead. Love when that comes smooth in. Smooth yeah. as silk. That mm. is. That's uh, that's beautiful. It gives I think, it a bit of a, a a bit of a vibe there. Yeah. which is warranted. Yeah, 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 a bit of crunch. Yeah. It's got a got a bit of room to breathe before getting into the crux yeah. of it compared to like the previous two songs. Yeah. I mean, even then though, you get to um, post, which I'll kind of get into while like the the stop the bus, I live here. The the riff is it's a different riff that acts as almost the bridge in essence. Yeah, to it does. about one minute fifty. Yeah, it just shows they were brimming with ideas at this point. This song has got loads of little bits. Yeah, yeah, and like now you get like a. That, this is exactly yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they don't give you a chance to get bored with anything. No, no, nothing hangs around too long. No. I think we, we said that about another album before. Was it the Food Fighters album? Something, yeah. Uh, yeah, once a bit's done, they're off to the next little bit. Yeah, there's no wasted motion whatsoever. No, 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 not yeah. at all. And this one, this is, uh, like I say, I've seen them six, seven times. And this one's on my television bucket list because... Amazingly, I've never seen them do this live. Okay, yeah. Yeah, this is, this is one I'd love to see them do. Uh, political lyrics? Definitely, yeah. definitely. I'm getting it about... Um, about the government forgetting about the North. Well, it could be interpreted yeah. as that. I hadn't kind of thought of it like that, but yeah. it's kind of about um, about progress, maybe gentrification. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You've got the... Um, starts with the, I sold the bus because I... Uh, Bought myself a train in a village that was, but it's now a motorway. Yeah. But by the time you get to the transition in the song, it's like, stop the bus, I live here. Uh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, And yeah, like, yeah. you could take that uh, on face value, or you could take it as like, uh, well, really, stop the world, I want to get off. And hang on, you're taking away yeah, my was, identity, I just, what I hold dear. I was just uh, just flicking through the lyrics. They, uh, you know, who gives a damn? Just say they're victims of the system. They say, yep. what's the point when the future's a thing of the past? Yep. You might as well give in. They don't build history to last. And yeah, it's, it's yeah. yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. And in stark contrast to the next song coming up, it shows they can do metaphorical. Um, anything else to say about that one? Underrated. Like it. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're three for three. Yeah, yeah, we are three for three. It, as I say, to me, it has always interrupted the rhythm. I think the first half of this album is front-loaded, like with... Bangers. It's definitely loaded with bangers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's yeah. let's see how we feel about that when we get into it a bit later. Okay. The uh, the next track is my favourite track on the album. I would go so far as to say that it's possibly, if I were to do my top 25 songs of all time, it would probably be in that. And I strongly considered it to be the intro music for this here podcast completely. But yeah, let's have a bit of this. <laughs> And when this riff comes in, Everywhere is in your view, is in your face. 
we just get a bit of that monsters riff in a minute. We might as well get a little bit of the chorus as well, haven't we? Yeah. Love it. I needn't have done notes um, for this album because I just know it inside out. But I have. And my first line, and you'll be able to see it here. Well, really my only line of any mm-hmm. substance next to this is, isn't the world an infinitely better place for the existence of this absolute <laughs> banger? It it's utterly, utterly joyful. Oh, the man. last but one time I saw them, I saw them in a poxy little venue called yeah. the Slade Rooms. Yes, and they yes, came yes, out yes. to uh, like a bit of a disco medley, okay. like 70s disco medley, yeah. and then opened with this. And it's like a little sweat box, which is if you can fit... This si- is an opener, yeah? Yeah, if you could fit 600 people in there, you're squeezing 600 people in there. And they opened with the opening riff of this, and that little sweat box absolutely went off from front <laughs> to back. It was a religious experience. Yeah, it's sort of ambiguous compared to the last one. It's like a little yawn. They're, they're storytellers, aren't they? It's like a, a throwback who's a bit out of place. Uh, are we 90s Rex? You are. Are we 90s Rex? Not Re- not Discotheque uh, Rex? Uh, well, yeah, 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 definitely. You could say that, couldn't you? Yeah. 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 <laughs> but yeah, I think one thing it does really well, um, just because we've got to get a little bit technical in here and so yeah. kind of throw yeah. a bit of, uh, of colour on what we like about it, is yes. um, I think... It embraces that loud, quiet, loud dynamic of someone like the Pixies um, fantastically well. And that gives the chorus a lift into absolute anthemic territory. The the deepness of the bass in the proper clanging around as well in that riff. Absolutely. You just defy anyone if they've got this album on or a playlist where it's on in the car not to crank it up as high as it can go. And Every belt time it makes out. you drive faster. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think this is this is evidence. My love for this, maybe to to our listeners who listen regularly, that mm-hmm. I'm not such a miserable bastard that I, that, that I can do. It is like a good time too. Yeah, yeah, that, that I can do some good time music. Uh, it is. It the the lyrics as well as you said. It's basically talking about some. We've all seen them. We've all oh, been yeah. to um to a, a club or a pub where there's a lad who's probably a bit too old to be in there. Yeah. Um, open shirt. Yeah. You know, all that kind of thing. Just. Every kind of trope that you can think of. Definitely. In this land, he's had a bit too much to drink. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's all that winks at what he thinks is girls. It's, like, <laughs> it's great. It's a great it's lot. It's brilliant. Fantastic. Yeah. It is, it is, we've, it is, it is. we've pulled them up on their ropey stuff. So, yeah, yeah let's yeah. let's give them the props where it's where it's like on the nose and you can relate 110%. <laughs> they, they have a fantastic knack in a lot of songs, television do, of squeezing as many like words in there. Just yeah. that whole how you'd think is winks at what he thinks is girls. Yeah. Like just that. It's like. Yeah. He's not what you'd call technically a great singer. Totally yeah. right. But what what you've just described yeah, yeah. is what he does well and what makes him unique and what makes him really, really good. He has verve. He has vigor yeah, as well. As well as that everyman quality. Mm, but mm. yeah, absolutely fantastic. Mm. And you're saying about like that old old guy in the corner. I just I don't know if I ever ever told you this is not really much of an anecdote but um for my birthday a few years back yes. um 
my wife bought me a gig ticket to someone someone I like who's quite a contemporary artist because we do okay. we do like contemporary stuff as well, don't yes. we? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, of we course. do try we do try and keep abreast and someone yeah. that I was quite a fan of and played at uh, the Institute in Birmingham and we went there and a guy called Mac DeMarco. Never heard. No. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. we, we went there and saw a bit of Mac. Um, yeah. But what kind of what kind of um, uh, would would I call kind stuff? of uh, slacker indie? Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah we Mac DeMarco. Yeah, we yeah. can ma- maybe get a bit of Mac in there. Yeah, so first couple yeah. of albums. Uh, yeah. Not too keen on like the uh, the last couple, but well, maybe his last one uh, potentially. Yeah. But um, but yeah, we um, there's three rooms at the institute, and then often have a couple of things on so we were queuing outside with a load of youngsters and we wondered who was on in the other rooms and we went into kind of the main room and it's like no all these kids are here with mac and we were by a country mile the oldest people in the room okay and yeah. we must have stood out like an absolute sore thumb but i was like yeah we're down with the kids <laughs> we're cool we are, we are. <laughs> looking on um Is this chamber of reflection Yes, it yeah. is. Oh, well, yeah. looking on um, Apple Music, the, the latest sing- song that he's brought is a cover of Enter Sandman. Okay. Yeah, which goes a little bit like this. <laughs> Ooh, that wasn't me, that was Mac. See if he gets the build-up right. Is this anything like his usual stuff? Absolutely nothing like. No. You've mentioned it in the past. Are you planning on doing the uh, the long mooted uh, covers episode? Yeah, it's got to yeah. come at some point. I'm going to save something. I'd make a comparison to something because absolutely not reflective of his regular yeah. work. But maybe I'll, uh, I'll I'll save something and kind of throw it your way for you well, ever do a. We maybe uh, we'll discuss that for next time. Episode. Okay. <laughs> Quite faithful there, isn't it? Really, very, very faithful cover. Like low fi low yeah. fi slightly cover. Yeah. yeah, I think he kind of records most of his stuff himself. Okay, um, bit, bit of a, uh, I might bit, give of, a bit of a DIYer. I'm gonna, I'm gonna add uh, Mac DeMarco to my stuff, so then I'll go back and look at his things. Yeah, I'd say okay, give yeah. either two or Salad Days a spin. Yes, can't okay. go wrong with either of those. Yeah, all right. Yeah, but yeah, I was the. I can be down um, with the kids too. Yeah, then. I was the oldest Mac DeMarco fan in Birmingham by some <laughs> distance. The first time he played Birmingham. Yes, best best song on the album so far. My favourite, and it is my favourite song on the album. There you go. Probably, yeah. Mm. There's just no message. It's perfect. Mm. It's absolutely perfect. Mm. We'll have one more before we take a little break. It's an album of stark contrasts in some way. Because you come off that whole discotheque wreck. Um, we didn't even play the bit at the end where it's like, I can mash potato, I can do the twist, tell me, baby, do you like it like this? Fantastic. Yep. All those bits are excellent. Um, and I do think he should have doubled up his vocals on the end to really, when you know, when the tempo increases. Oh, yeah. I'm a moving, I'm a moving, I'm a grooving, I'm a grooving, I'm a smooth. He should have gone like that, man, to really, really light out there. Um, but track five is another single, um, another top 30 hit for the band. 
Middleman, I remember reading in Kerrang! review at the time, which I couldn't find online. They were like even making Beatles equations to this song. Okay. In the day, thinking to myself, like this got a lot of plaudits at the time, yeah. um, and I remember thinking, ah, it ain't, it ain't as good as, as that. people like going, oh, this is the best song on the album, kind of thing. And I remember thinking, eh, you know, it's alright, yeah. But now I think it's a lot better than I thought it was then. It's really good. It, it's it, after this bit where it gets better. Well, it's my second favourite ballad on the album. Um, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There's some nice, simple interplay between Lee and Mark, and I think that's just a recurring yeah. feature of the album. Oh, I think the chemistry yeah. between those two, all the way through this album, is just is just top, top first. I would say the second verse is maybe a little bit weak, mm. but I think it more than comp- they pull it round big style on the bridge. Yeah, hang on, so yeah, really absolutely. You can kind of get, you know, like uh, probably about 18 months later, you had like Britpop bands bringing more strings and things into yeah. their music. Yeah, absolutely. Is this, this a precursor yeah, to that? Yeah, I think it and is. And they come back a little bit, a bit yeah. later on. Um, yeah, that more than compensates for that maybe a little bit weak um, second verse. And then they take it back down to minimalism with the instruments, but that's short and sharp and it just gives... The final chorus, uh, it's enough of a reprise to give it that extra oomph. So it's simple, mm. it's well-crafted, really like it. Mm. Second second best ballad. Uh, something that did make me... And it's, it's, again, their kind of where they get away with maybe some of their shortcomings is that whole cheeky, likeable, good bunch of lads for mm. dear. Uh, one time I saw them and they played this and they played it quite late on in the set. <laughs> yeah. And Tony said, like, right, we're going to play a song now. It says, get your lighters up and sing along if you know it, you should all know it. And someone down the front must have shouted, who's it by? Because um, <laughs> because Tony kind of went, oh, I'll sing along if you all know it. And he yeah. stepped right from the mic and he stepped back and went, it's by us. <laughs> <laughs> As you said, even though it's got those strings and stuff, it does sound very stripped down and, and basic, really, yeah. in the in the chorus. Yeah. It's just like, it literally sounds like a four-piece there. It just sounds like a drummer, a bassist, and a guitarist. Yeah, doing just, stuff. J- yeah. just yeah. really well-crafted. And something I do as, as as part of my work, part of my day job, is I, um, I kind of um, facilitate relationships between people, mm-hmm. between organisations, mm-hmm. and... A lot of the time I use the words, cut out the middleman. <laughs> yeah. When I say about me, I say, okay, I've done my bit. Right, yeah. here you go, cut out the middleman. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. and it's total love to Terrorvision. Do you do you think that I sing is... this in my head every time? <laughs> every time, you know, and you have a, um, a smirk of righteousness on your face. Yeah. Do you think that is basically Route One? What this song is about? Yeah. Not not you doing your job because mm. they didn't couldn't go into the future. But mm, yeah. yeah, do you think it's literally, or do you think it's um, it's a song for rhyme's sake? Something I would accuse like Noel Gallagher of doing sometimes. Yeah, well, it's, he's, it's he's, lyrics for rhyme's sake. He said that in a recent interview, yeah, hasn't he? Yeah. I think I think we'll mention that at some point, maybe. <laughs> yeah, in the future. Um, yeah, in the yeah. future about. Um, how he's basically come out with something that um, sounds profound, and he said, "Yeah, or even I don't know what it means." Mm, mm, Potent- yeah. Potentially, yeah, but you know, when it's when it's this breezy, but sounds yeah. sounds this good, you know. It's, it's another. It's another. Um, what are we? Three and a half minutes on. Yeah. 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 There's no waste in motion. It squeaks when it moves. Easy peasy. Right. Well, uh, we'll play it with this, and uh, I hope you're enjoying the first half of this album. You should be. Don't want to know anybody who doesn't. Oh my <laughs> goodness. Yeah. All right, uh, we'll be back in two moments. Um, Listen to this, and we'll see you in a sec. listening to the personal jukebox podcast um maybe you'd like to get in touch with us how do i do that ah, neil you can send us an email jukeboxpod at gmail.com and if you'd want you can follow us on social media social media yes search up personal jukebox podcast on facebook or you can uh, have a look at jukebox pod on instagram nice anything else no 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 i think that'll do you Perfect. See you later. <laughs> you don't on Twitter no more. Nah. You might wind up in the body bag. I thought you were telling that. Yeah. Wolfpack Melancholy for us to come back there. I thought it's different to what's come before, isn't it? But <laughs> uh, but an amazing band. Oh yeah, definitely. Orium's another one. Which I mean, got- you could probably just do their albums, really, as opposed to I don't know. Good job. Would it? Would it be? Best it, to do it'd that? be hard to pick one, wouldn't it? <clears throat> because really, from from the debut up until New Adventures, they barely put a foot wrong. Mm. Oh yeah, there's a lot of good stuff, and that, that was a band who I always slept on. I think I have said before on the podcast, like before, I was just like, oh, I don't really mm. like Orion stuff, yeah. but I do. Comes with age, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Comes yeah, with age. Yeah. 
Yeah. Interesting, that's maybe your taste's changed. Yeah, 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 definitely. You mellow on a lot of things, don't you? And you yeah. become more open to a few things. Before we get back into it, I'm going to do a yeah. couple of shout-outs yeah. um, to our, I thought one, but my two beer sponsors tonight. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to give a shout-out um, to uh, occasional listener, uh, Alex Barnes. Um, okay, who, Hi, Alex. Uh, hey, Alex, uh, I will give you a nudge in the direction of this episode, but... He's paid for my uh, my IPA this evening. Oh, that was nice um, of him, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, absolutely. So, uh, good lad, Alex. And um, again, unintentional, but we're all about the kind of uh, the happy accidents tonight. But uh, mm-hmm. he told me uh, maybe the last but one time we were in the same place together and um, we were just talking in general. But the first single he ever bought was Perseverance by Terrorvision. Oh, really? So, yeah, completely unintentional, but that's kind of happened. That was what I meant. Or did I say conspiracy? Yeah. Did yeah, you I mean perseverance? perseverance? There we yeah. go. Yeah. We've cleared that one yeah. up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was a bit. Yeah, I was puzzled by that one to be honest. But yeah, but that is yeah. that is a banger in the um, yeah. in That's the um, oblivion kind of yeah, um, yeah, 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 stratosphere. Yeah. And uh, also, you've you've pleasantly surprised me tonight. But um, bigger, uh, big audible high five to. Uh, Prolific co-host Mr. Neil Strong, who's left me a jar behind. Yes, he has. From his last visit, so thank you, Neil. Top <laughs> man. He's, all, he's also left a little bit of his Jack Daniels from the last time he was around here. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if he knows that that's still here or not, but yeah. <laughs> but top man, Neil, thank you, sir. Um, I've, I've got something new for you now as well. We're calling this the um, Who Big One Hundo Challenge. I'm going to set you now a hundred pence challenge. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to set you a 100 pence challenge. You've got two minutes to think about this, yeah. I've completely stuck this on you. I'm going to ask you a question. There's going to be six answers. If you can get five of those answers correct, okay. then I will give you a 100 pence. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You can choose. You can either have it in your hand or you can have it pounded into your bank. Yeah. Okay. One English pound. Yeah, 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 one English pound. Okay, right, are you ready for this? Okay. Pick A or B. B. Okay. Can you give me five of the six? Now, talk about it, we can talk about it, yeah? Okay. And then you lock in your answers. Okay. Yeah? Five of the sixth highest... Placing Radiohead songs on the UK charts. Okay. We can talk about it. If you want okay. to talk about it before you lock them in. Yeah. Okay. Five of the six. Okay. Five um, out of the six. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. We can t- talk about them all you like. Paranoid Android will be on there, yeah, as will Karma Police. Creep seems a little bit too obvious, but I'll throw it in there initially. Um, Just has got to be in there. High and dry. Yeah. Ooh, that's interesting. There's got to be something glaring I'm missing. Street spirit fade out. You reckon? Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Um, so let's let's lock them in. What, okay. what are you saying then? Okay. Creep, obviously. Creep. Well, I don't know. I'm not sure about that. But yeah, creep. Okay. okay. High and dry. High and dry. Yeah. Just. Just. Street Spirit fade out. Street Spirit. Paranoid Android. Yeah. Karma Police. Okay, we've only got to give five. So which one do you want to go for? 
Street Street Fighter 8 or Karma Police. Paranoid Android or Karma Police. Okay, I'll take it. Oh, which am I taking it? Or you can swap one in. You know what? I'll take it, Creep. Mm-hmm. And go with the other five. Here we go. So, Paranoid Android is Radiohead's highest charting single ever. Okay. Got to number three on the charts. Ding! Street Spirit got to number five. Okay. So that's that one. So you've got two. Yeah. You took out Creep, didn't you? Yep. Yeah. Creep was the sixth highest. Ooh! Yeah. Um, so you did, had, took that one out. So you have got two out of five. Ooh, and this is where I'd stick oh. this sound effect in. <laughs> that is shameful. Yeah, two out of five, boy. You don't get the hundred pence. Oh, should I yeah. just walk off and let you do the second half on your own now? That's oh. the the other three that you could have had were no surprises. Oh, they're there. Oh, I'd never had they're there. And pyramid I'd, song. I'd never had those last two. There you go. There, yeah. there is a tune. <laughs> so, there, uh, there is probably in there. Canonical top five. Oh really? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's a much lighter one as well, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. How to the thief? How to the thief? Yep. Um, yeah. There you go. So that's that's the first time we're having the Who Big One Hundo challenge. Okay. Um, and yeah, I'm sorry, but on this time you you failed the challenge. That's shocking. Yeah. Well, that's you know, shocking. it's going to happen. A massively lot more. taking the wind out of my sails for this second <laughs> half. Now I'm not sure how I'm going to recover from that. Well, oh, can, I'm gutted. You can recover whilst we listen to a bit more of television. The second half of the album. This is a little bit of a change, hasn't it? I'm a vulgar sick With a cover now How I than shit attitudes Still the war goes on Just drop the bombs Nothing left to lose There's a bullet in this gun So you've got to the count of one Before they shoot Once again, super simple, easy riffs, little yeah. hooky little catchy bits. Yeah, definitely. I don't know if they've been criti- critically reappraised in recent years, mm. but if they have, I'd imagine this one probably gets a bit of stick. And I'll defend it. Yeah. Because I'm a fan of this one. Yeah, there's, there's not a song on this album that I'm not a fan of. Yeah. Definitely. Um, if we want to say there's something, I've talked about like the, the GCSE poetry and kind of the transition out of the verse into the uh, you know you've got to the count of one you got to the count of two um, those stanzas there they're a bit clunky well the, the transition into it's a bit clunky Off, yeah. the lyrics are a bit sixth form poetry so I'll give it that how but, old are they at this point though I'm not sure they've got to be mid twenties at the earliest yeah I was say, they're not like no, old, no. no but it's still it's got that good bunch of lads charm I think they're hmm. They've kind of built up that goodwill um, so far, and they get away with it because they're television. And again, live, it's a bit of a sing along. Oh, is this a live staple as well? I've seen them. I've seen it once, but and again in a poxy little sweat box of a venue. So it was um, it was good times. Yeah, it's, that it, always elevates stuff, doesn't it? When small you, venue. Sm- small venue. Yeah. Live crowd full of diehard. You know, lively, lively crowd full of diehards. It always elevates things about Rex Plateau. I've got a story about that a bit later on. It's not a story per se. It's just yeah. like when I saw one song on this album live and I was just like, 
whoa, this is one of the greatest songs ever. Because I was in the moment. Not this one. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, that, that one, to me, it's a bit of a, um, oh, welcome to the second half of the album, number one. Yeah. And I would definitely have it as a bit of a, one of the two possible filler tracks on the album. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I don't consider it the start of the second half of the album, just because we've touched upon previously. Mm. I bought a lot of stuff on tape back mm. in the day. Oh, and was, it's actually, where was the break? The, the break is actually after the next track. Is it really? Yeah, which kind of feeds in what I want to say about the track eight, eight after track that. Side, um, yeah. No way. Yeah. Side, yeah it what? kind of feed, feeds into what I want to say about the track two down the line. My analogy doesn't work without it being the first track on side two. So. Yeah, okay, okay. We, we, this is the personal jukebox podcast, so I'm going to put <laughs> yeah. that spin on it. Yeah, no, that's, that's fair enough. It's not going to work for anybody else out there. But, you know. <laughs> now that, that's completely fair. Yeah. <laughs> um, man, this song reminds me of Buddy. I don't know. It's got like a touch of well, they wouldn't have known it at the time. But there's like songs on Lady Gaga's first album that reminds me of this song. Okay. And, that's, and that was a good thing, by the way, not a bad thing. got to break it up at this point mm. and it does that yeah. um you talked at the beginning about what are they and we talked about like the numerous little cross sections that they fall into there's a little bit of a solo from about a minute 50 on yeah and there's sprinklings of this across the album you could even say they are a little bit to Def leopard yeah there's definitely that kind of it's this bit now isn't it coming yeah. up is it I mean, that's a bit Beatlesy as well. That. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And if one thing this track does, it shows that they're not formulaic because it's chorusless. Uh, there's not a no. chorus now. No. It, it kind of, well, for me, for side one, as I just touched upon it, it kind of winds its down a bit. I mean, instrumentally, it's it, it's unremarkable. It's a bit of a vehicle for Tony to show he actually can sing. He like kind of croons on this one yeah. a little bit, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But he pulls it off. Yes. He just yeah, pull yeah, it off definitely. for me. Um, it's the weakest ballad on the album, but it's in some strong company. He's classing three as ballads. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. 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 It, um, it's three of three. But yeah, I, I, this is one. But that's no disgrace. No, in the no, company no, no, no. This in. is growing me a lot. I really like this. I really actually do like this. It's it's somewhat different. Um, yeah, it's it's somewhat different to to the rest of the album. I think. It's got that kind of a lounge feel to it, yeah. you know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But then, if you're pushing me between this track and the last track, uh-huh. as to which is my favourite, I'd go with uh, the last one, Still oh, Rhythm. You? I would. Oh, okay. That's disappointing. Mm. So this kicked off your side B now. Side B. Yep. Is this the um, 
Yes, this one. This is a proper 70s boogie nights kind of thing. Bit Hendrixy just reminds me of that. Oh, bit of a bit of a bit of a voodoo chattel open. Yeah. Yeah, that that like, was we'll strumming to love. a nice, yeah. you been now? There's a nice strumming to a relaxed riff here that which is nice. Yeah. off this album again it shows them off a bit more as musicians definitely yeah yeah there's a lot more variety yeah i think there's more to hang your hat on here than the previous uh, track kind of musically mm. um def- definitely um i'm glad you brought up wrestling at the start <laughs> because it brings on the analogy i've got here because this was the first side of track two for me okay yeah. and what I, what this has always been in my head if you go and see a live wrestling show and you've got the interval in the middle You've got what's what's known in their parlance as the popcorn match afterwards. Okay. It's nothing that's massively significant. Allow people to get back into yeah, the seats. Yeah, yeah, get people back into back into the seats. It's like say a mid carder against a lower card guy that yeah. goes five or six minutes. Mm. You know, there's nothing majorly significant going on there. It just gives one guy a win or. Yeah there's, yeah, there's something happening. Get back to your seats, yeah. and that's what this track is for me. Um, yeah, and and over four minutes. I'm loath to say outstays its welcome because yeah. I don't think it does. No. But when you know the album and there's better gone before and you know there's better to come, yes. if you're sitting in your car, it's always tempting to skip. After the first minute? Yeah. Yeah, because I kind of like it when it comes in at the start. Yeah. But it, it goes around this bit that we're hearing in the background probably yeah. a couple, uh, one too many times. Yeah, and the reprise on the chorus that you know you've got the bookend refrains, you've got the originality, capability, personality. Yeah. I've always felt it feels a bit unfinished. It, it, to me, it's it wouldn't if, surprise me if this was the last track on the album that yeah. they put that they decided to put in, and I was just like, all right, shove that in there, lads. It's like I, I can remember being in a band and thinking, oh crap, are any lyrics for the the verse yeah. or the chorus yeah. and it's like oh uh, this will fit yeah 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 yeah, yeah. it does have that kind of vibe yeah it's just not I've described a couple of others as maybe a bit clunky one, one other as a bit clunky uh-huh. I'd call this not clunky but unfinished in that yeah. regard yeah heard that one live no no. I'm not sure how I missed them when they played this album in full. Yeah. <laughs> I missed that tour. The yeah. next album after this, yeah. I saw, I've seen in full. I saw them mm. play that album in order, but 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 not this one. I think my head was up my up my jacksie at that point okay. for reasons. Who knows? <laughs> the... Tell me when it was. I'll tell you why. <laughs> yeah. The next track is the other one, which was kind of um, a club favourite as well. And a banger. It is. It is. It, have a bit of this. Just as an accomplishment, doesn't matter if you're innocent or guilty as hell. Friends got a feeling that 
that rap kind that's, of vocal yeah. again. I've written that down. That's yeah. you described just yeah. as that was played. You you described that as a rap earlier, and it's, I think that's it's definitely like firing off a salvo of lyrics. It's kind bang of thing. on, yeah, absolutely yeah. bang on, and the climbing riff behind it. It's yeah, it's proper grooves, and this chorus as well. Yeah. And this bit in a minute now. I mean, what's that all about? Well, the whole—it's a proper right turn, isn't it? But I think it works, especially when it It kicks back into the verse. It's it's amazing. I drew a bit of a comparison, sort of thematically, with a song we've done before. But if we go back to the the Killers episode, Jenny was a friend of mine. It's a bit about a police interrogation, and this is kind of the same. But I think it kind of even goes up one step further because there's a bit about there's a bit of a stepfather and there's um, mothery fathery sister your brother Brother. yeah (laughs) and uh, might never see him or you meet him every day it's kind of about manipulators and people who use you to your own end yeah very much again you've got that juxtaposition is it's a banger it's bouncy it's just the sing along but there's that hidden depth and but the lyrical content is dark 100% 100% yeah it's like a super happy song yeah so absolutely yeah, yeah yeah absolutely I imagine this is a super live favourite I close with this quite a lot oh really yeah okay I, I always think of them finishing with the biggest television song is tequila isn't yeah, it yeah actually um, point of order there they finish I'd got that mixed up in my own head they tend to finish the main set with this and mm. finish the encore with perseverance oh okay yeah yeah the the gigs where they played the whole was that like the fifteenth because they did fifteenth anniversary gigs and twenty fifth anniversary tour okay of it in two thousand nineteen oh, they did four dates on that one I was going to say I've missed that twice yeah. in that case in, yeah. in which I'm just going to go and stick my head down the, the commode the fifteenth anniversary gigs I thought this was interesting as they were playing them they recorded them and then you could buy them on the way out okay like the, the live performance all right it was that quicker turnaround that oh, you could brilliant that would have been good yeah. if, they, if they played anywhere around here i'm going to be really upset um i can't remember i didn't i didn't know them yeah. the follow-up album to this when they toured that for the anniversary they played wolverhampton so yeah. the follow is regular urban survivors isn't yeah. it? yeah yeah that is probably when they were probably at their chart peak Potentially, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe they were like a T- TGI band kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. You, you could say they were maybe riding the momentum for this a little bit, but that's still a brilliant album. I've, this album and the and the next one is their peak. Yeah, you know, I never really ever got on with that album. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, what was the what was the big was Perseverance on? Perseverance was on Urban Survival. So that was yeah. the big single off. Yeah. It. Yeah. Um, celebrity hit list. Celebrity was on hit that. list. Yes. Uh, Bad actress. Yes. Yeah. 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 Which um, all got traction. I remember them doing Bad Actress on Top of the Pops. Mm, I'm guessing that next album after, and they got dropped by their record label yeah. really, really quickly after yeah, that, didn't they? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. The Bloom was off the rose. I'm guessing they weren't selling as much as maybe the record company hoped, or it was too expensive to be promoting them. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I don't yeah. know how that works. There's not really. a lot out there if you want to kind of dig into oh, man, kind you, of the backstage shenanigans. Look at my, There's not much to hang your hat on. You look at my notes there, because yeah. this page is always notes about yeah. the album as compared to like yeah. the next one and, and ones that I do normally. Yeah. It's, there's, there's, there's no reviews no. online for this no, album. No, no, absolutely I found not. one review from All Music, okay. which gave it four out of five. Um, and I know that Kerrang! were all over it when they 
released it. Yeah, it was definitely. like one of them all five K or the big K that they used to give at the time. Yeah. Couldn't find like lots of going back looking at it. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's not a lot to hang your hat on. Forgotten band. Yeah, Do you know what I mean. They're really amongst a significant proportion of people who know them and aren't fans. If they're not known for tequila, they're known mm. for Oblivion. And mm. tequila was really a cheesy remix of a below-average album track. Mm. Yes, because it which, was. Yeah, yeah, it, was it upsets me. Yeah, It does yeah. upset me because yeah. they're so much more than that. They really are. Absolute 90s, they'll play tequila. I've heard Perseverance on there like a few times. Yeah. And I think I've heard Alice What's the Matter, but only on maybe when they have their Sunday night um, chart. Okay. Look back at an old chart yeah. thing. But they never play any of the other. No. I can't no. even remember hearing Oblivion on, on there. And after, because obviously they split and reformed. Mm-hmm. And after they reformed, um, me and the wife went to see them. She wasn't yet the wife, but mm. uh, we went to see them um, just after they reformed. Um, and she kind of came with me because I think it was like 12 quid in. She wasn't a fan before mm. then, but she said, she was astounded by how much she actually knew that yeah. they played. She was like, oh, yeah. I know that. Yeah. Oh, I know that. Oh, I know that. Yeah. So That's they, good. That's they, good. they into the psyche, as they well should. Yes, as they damn well should. Um, what was that? Pretend best friend? Right. It was. Pretend best friend if you like it or not. Pretend best friends who don't talk to them. Pretend you can't talk to me because I'm your best friend. Yeah, it was another top 30 single anyway, that one. Next track... Bit of a Prince tie in there, Time of the Signs. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> probably deliberate. We're getting um, all all the unintentional tie-ins tonight, aren't we? Now, what do you think of this one? This is my least favourite. Is it? I yeah. think it might be mine as well. The little jingly guitar in the background. It's nice. Yeah. Yep. But um, yeah, a bit nondescript. Yeah. Uh, the transition into the chorus is a proper sharp rise and it doesn't work for me. Uh, see, I think there's a couple on there on, on the, the album which do that. Yeah. They work or they don't work. Yeah. yeah. This one doesn't work. Again, GCSE poetry and lyrics, the right now, can't go under, time to decide. Can't go over, much too high. Nah, it doesn't work for me. Mm. There's around 2.30, there's a bridge that's a bit pedestrian, but the second verse after the bridge where the instrumental kicks in a bit more, that's mm-hmm. the highlight of the song. Um, the verses are perfectly acceptable, fair really, but it's a bit filler, isn't it? Yeah, I think this is why I always just considered it to be a, yeah. like an album of two halves, really. you got your big singles and your really catchy numbers at the start. you got probably a bit more muso and a couple of fillers on the second yeah. half. Yeah, I see that. I wouldn't go that far to say it's an mm. album of two halves, oh, but yeah. I get that. There's that definite contrast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, not much to say about that one, though. If anything's filler on the album, it's this. Mm. Okay. Oh! Metal. Metal. <laughs> when I drew the taxes for the overblown surgery, you said I'm just a cavalry was lying in front of me. There's no way you couldn't drink, you just have to smoke. Living in a front of me. 
I always forgot that this song was on the album. Okay. And when you're listening to it, and I think it's like a welcome after the last track. Yeah. It always like, oh, the tempo's back up again now. It's all about that riff, about that is, riff, about that yeah, riff. That's, it I mean, it's it's less than two and a half minutes, isn't it? It's yeah. it's in and out. It's a sprint. This like bit now as well, the repeating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a bit of a narrative in there. Um, Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bit about. Uh, I take it as being about like an addict getting nicked um, okay, and, and a little yeah. prison break afterwards. Yeah. That, they're like a little narrative, don't they? They're like a story in oh, their songs. I think they do. I think they weave yeah. a lot of little stories into the yeah, songs. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. they take that to the next level on the next album. It's basically, you could at a stretch call the next album a concept album. Yeah. It didn't it have, it was, wasn't the cover like kind of... Um... It's basically a spy movie yeah, soundtrack yeah, 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 kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. when they played it live, they basically came out in all the gear. Like um, as if oh, to yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. as if to play up to like the themes in the album, but yeah, that's if you take this track at face value. It's a fun little sprint, but not everything has to be playlist. So we like it for what it is. Mm, mm. But I think in the context of the album, kind of with you saying album of two halves, mm-hmm. after pretend best friend with time of the signs and then this, mm-hmm. you kind of think it and you think you pretend best friends surrounded by some nondescript stuff. So if you're calling it a lull, that's the lull. But I tell you, they don't off turn it around with the last two tracks. It's a closing salvo <laughs> and a half for me. It really is. This is your last but one track. Uh, see, some people say, or some might say, released not long after. I can definitely remember this being, I think this was possibly in my first five CDs that I ever bought. The single? Yeah. Because the single version's different to the album, isn't it? Well, it's got this on. I, I, this was one of the things we probably ever first spoke about when I knew you were a television fan like okay. 20 years ago or yeah. whatever it was. Um, it had the extended mix on, yeah. didn't it, as well? Yeah. Which is, man, I, I used to love that at the time. Some proper strings in it. Oh. It, but it's just basically just got a... That, it's got that, a full-on intro. build it with a... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this is a tune. Have, have a bit of this. Absolutely. Songwriting, this is. down because people listen to this you need to go away and like listen to this yeah i was driving through hagley the other day and i was belting that chorus <laughs> oh it was up as high as it could go and the windows were down and it was giving that sub absolute welly and this was a single yeah it was the last single released off the album um yeah. a year later the end of march and it's a proper power ballad yeah. it's once again it's that yeah free thing to all the Britpop bands coming along yeah. and using strings yeah. and I'll go back to uh, the 80s episode that you did and this is with an apology to Neil mm. after after my bigging him up because because mm. um, I got the impression he wasn't a big fan of that track but I was uh, I had that on my earphones I was up in the lakes mm. um, when you released that it was like the day after and I was popping about the cottage and I was doing some stuff Yeah. Um, and 
when because you obviously you don't know what's coming next because yeah, it's yeah. like a countdown and not an album so when you had your pick and it went into never tear us apart yeah i actually punched the air and out loud went yes, yes. you popped the boys <laughs> yes, you popped the boys on that one so good sh- good shout good shout we like a power ballad yeah and, and this does it well this is easily the equal of middleman i prefer it i prefer it yep Absolutely. And I just love, you've got the strings on that little pause before the final chorus. Yeah. Oh, it gives it that kick up the rear into the next tier. It's it's just, I love it. Absolutely. it. it, It is an absolutely great song. Yeah. Just try and get a little bit of this. This is just a little bit slightly poorer quality of the extended mix. got like that build up just a, and it's kind of an ominous build up really yeah. to it uh, once again dark lyrics yeah absolutely yeah. Um, maybe matched a bit more by the instrumental in this instance oh yeah definitely this definitely sets the tone yeah. um, to me this should be your album version I'm happy either way to be fair yeah I am I'm happy either I think way it, you've, you've already got the money on the album I can understand putting out a single version yeah, and I suppose that's what they've done, really, isn't it, with with this? But um, but yeah, I don't know, man. Even more strings, all over it. We love it. Yes, it's really, really good. Um, they won the Kerrang Award for Best Newcomer in 1994. Yeah. Best Newcomer Band. And then the following year, 95, they won Best Band at the Kerrang Awards. And then uh, 99, they won Best Single of the Year for Tequila. Uh, Shudder. I know, yeah. But that's quite um, quite a jump. Best Newcomer one year to winning Best Band the year after. Absolutely. But I think we kind of touched upon... Kerrang having that kind of high turnover of the flavour of the month against smash hits of the alternative that, music press. They were they were all about that. Well, suppose next that's big a, thing. That's a fan vote award, isn't it? Supposedly, supposedly. Because yeah. yeah. I mean, Slipknot got like best band in the world on the back of their first album, didn't yes. they? I think we, I can't remember if it was me and Neil or me and Soy who said about that that they won best band in the world, yeah. like, best act in the world today. Yeah. But they had a massive uh, influence. They did have a bit of an explosion, didn't they? Slipknot. Definitely. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Never Michael Petit, but they, yeah. they were. I think uh, they went from like the Civic to the NEC in like the year, didn't they? Yeah, they've got to have done. Yeah, yeah. Um, the last gig television did was in April 2022 this year. Yep. In Barnsley. Barnsley. Yep. Um, can you guess which five songs they played at that gig off this album? What five songs they played off this gig? Alice? Yeah. Oblivion? Yeah. Discotheque Wreck? Yeah. Middleman? Yeah. Pretend Best Friend? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, Oblivion is meant is their most played song live. Alice What's the Matter third, Discotheque Wreck fourth, Middleman fifth, and Pretend Best Friend sixth as well. Yeah. So I'd imagine two or three are probably... What do you think? Tequila couldn't be, could it? Maybe it's his perseverance and... Oh, it's probably like my house, I'm guessing. 
is one of them. Due to its age, yeah. yeah and yeah, they're still yeah. playing to this day. Yeah. Or to mm. 20. Maybe American TV. I don't know. Maybe mm. American TV, yeah. yeah. Um, celebrity hit list, and I'm going to play quite a bit. Mm. Um, yeah, so we've reached the, the last song on the album. This is an interesting one as well, isn't it? Uh, the last song is called What Makes You Tick. Proper cockrock 90s vibe. Straight in with a beefy hooky riff. It is. an ample closer I'll tell you what the, um, the this is the one I was talking about that reunion gig mm. again little sweat box five mm. six hundred people well reunion tour mm-hmm. we, we saw them there and they dropped this into the middle of the set mm-hmm. and it was just they were on fire that night they were knocking out banger after banger and I can't remember what they preceded this with but they went kind of straight into this there was a bit of like the feedback died down and then Mark played the opening riff to this mm-hmm. and I popped it got a pop it was a bit of like unexpected pop yeah, but yeah. Um, and they played it at like a bit faster tempo but it was just a mixture of all those variables and it was just absolutely massive this song that night and it was like mm-hmm. halfway so I was like I've slept on this song for like 15 years and this is one of the greatest songs ever written. Obviously it's not. It's nowhere near. But that riff's a bit of a brain worm. Yes, Um, The bit of the um, the little, there's a little vocal tick in there that's another brain worm. It's got two big ones. The I can take my time, take my time, take my time, take my time. And then when you're live, that's a bit of a call and response where Tony lets you do the other, take my time. But that's a bit of a brain worm. And with brainworms in songs, a lot of the time, you're kind of waiting for them to come back around. And there's an epic part of this song, absolutely brilliant. Whereas they throw something new into the mix, where it kind of breaks down, then there's a language, I'll find out. And then the refrain, the take my time, take my time, comes in. And then that builds up. And then they reprise the riff and they throw that on top of it and it's just all that comes together and it's an absolute it's, fucking casserole it, <laughs> the production on this is really good it, it's it bang works on that I don't is know, just I, I meant amazing. to start looking at that who is the producer on them yeah. and stuff because sometimes they deserve as much credit Definitely. as the band, as the band members yeah they do yeah. they're like an, another band member really yeah um, I just I love yeah. that crescendo where it all comes together and it's a big crescendo to the song and the album this is the bit I'm talking about now and people with um, ears who would have noticed that it's the start of the album as well, isn't it? It's yes, and that's something I'm going to touch upon a bit on the next I album we they do. Ma- they made a, they made an error on this, though, I think. Okay. Because this song fades out with that... Yeah. Which is the start of Alice What's the Matter. Yeah. 
But then it goes into that shitty, unneeded fly of recording. It does. In America. It does. I yeah. mean, there's nothing of. No, there's and that's, there, and that's there? Mr. Trick. You did um, Mesmerize with Gaz. Yeah. And those two albums, Mesmerize and Hypnotize, they yeah. do something similar. Is that Mesmerize starts with Soldier Side yeah, and right. Hypnotize finishes with Soldier yeah. Side. So it turns into a bit of a loop. And that's what this album does. I like it when an album goes that extra mile right. to feel like a self contained work. Mm. And a deliberate work as opposed to just a collection of songs thrown together one after mm. the other. Once again, I think a lot of that is all in the production. Yeah. Because that's got to be the guy in the booth who's going, oh, here's an idea. Yeah. You know, throw this out kind yeah. of thing. Um, yeah, I just think they missed a trick there because anybody who was playing that on loop, you would oh, yeah. go straight back around. You go back to the, the start. Of course yeah. you do. Yeah. And Which you do in your car. Yeah. You skip yeah. back to Alice at that point. Of course. Um, it plays out then, because all albums in the 90s, well, not all, but a lot of albums in the 90s had hidden tracks, um, which ruined when you were making playlists. This one's like um, it's about eight, eight 15 minutes, minutes long. Is it as long as yeah. that? Because oh. um, the last about, what is it? The last about three minutes, four minutes, is just, as we said, them walking around America, recording little bits and pieces. It's like just on a dictaphone, it sounds yeah. like. All in all... I've only really got positive things to say about this album. Definitely. Um, what how I'd summarise it is a cross-sectional um, mix of a lot of things I love musically. Yeah. Um, it's not too heavy. Neither. Yeah. It's well crafted. That it, this was a band at the peak of their powers, mm-hmm. and the connotations like it came at a good time for me. Mm-hmm. If I could draw a parallel to how this album works for me and fits into like my listening now was mm. 25 30 years later mm-hmm. nearly 28 years later yeah, yeah. i'd say it's like an oversized hoodie <laughs> and a big fuck off mug of yorkshire tea maybe you've got your log burner on on a lazy day yeah. when the family are out and you've got no time pressure and it just feels like that you've got your big hoodie and your <laughs> joggers on and your house is to yourself you know if a potential new girlfriend walks in at that point in time to see you like that you're not gonna pull and you're not impressing your current one if she comes home and sees that you've done nothing but at that moment you're not trying to and that's what this album is it's yeah. just it's comfortable it's just relaxing it's good times there's two albums that are kind of in kind of my pantheon yeah that i will reach for who they're like my groundhog day of albums yeah you'll always yeah. go back groundhog days you're good is you feel good lazy put this on if you don't want to do much you don't want to think too hard and just want to feel good about yourself mm-hmm. we've done the other one which is fire by electric six mm-hmm. this is the other one. Oh, okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, it'll never get it'll never be removed from that rotation warts and all it's it's an album which i probably didn't listen to for i'd say over 10 years uh i just forgot about it really okay. just really did forget about it and then it was like welcoming back an old friend when i yeah went back to it again and that, that yeah. kind of plays into what you've just said yeah and that space that hoodie buggy yorkshire tea log mm. burner on house to yourself you need that space and time to allow the other stuff to happen without you losing your shit. <laughs> and that's why it'll always be in the rotation. <laughs> um, I think we can safely say that we both like this album. We do, we do. I would say, in, when we're, in a second, when we're going to write in it, yep. I would say it probably lacks that probably little bit of 
substance to take it into, to, to take it over the edge into like an all timer. Do you okay. know what I mean? Yeah. I do, I yeah. do. Um, we're, we're on the same page. Yeah, I don't kind know. Of. I don't know why I'm saying that because I like it all. Yeah. Um, it's you know people say oh Gary Neville seven out of ten. It's more than that. It's more than the Gary Neville seven out of ten. Um, but it's probably I don't know. Not your I don't know. Christ, he's really good. <laughs> not like your your ten out of ten guy all the while. Um, grades wise, I'm stuck here. Okay. I am. I'm, a, I'm in a bit. You, you can go first if you want, yeah? I've painstaked yeah. because... Yeah. Um, I'm still I've, undecided yeah, right now. I think my love for this album on a personal level is it's right there. But for kind of credibility's sake and for yeah. objectivity's sake, yes. you've got to look at... I'll get the criticism of still the rhythm. Um, Ten Shades of Grey isn't top tier. Stab in the back, time of the signs of what the doctor ordered, kind of either side of pretend best friend. Mm -hmm. It's any album that's got that much that isn't hitting the top notes, Mm -hmm. you've got to be measured with that. So for that reason, I'm not going to give it the A that 14-year-old me wants to give it. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to give it the A minus that 40-year-old me wants to give it. Okay. But I'm comfortable with giving it a B. Mm -hmm. And it's the best B you'll ever hear. Okay, yeah. Because I think those A's, it's got to be reserved for the kind of stuff you're talking about and stuff that's got no dips, no lulls. Yeah. And it's got the substance that you've pinpointed there. I, I just go back to that, the front loaded album criticism yeah. again it, it, it isn't as much as i thought it was back in the day it isn't coherent yeah it's not coherent at all okay. i don't think the album is but i do think it's got like brilliant choruses and really good ideas oh, even yeah. if it doesn't follow through on they were an ideas factory at that yeah, time yeah, though. yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah they, was, they were spitting them out there's 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 no room to get bored or get sick of anything on this when, album when they hit a bullseye it's like slap bang in the middle yeah on it yeah I'm going to say B minus. Okay. Yeah, I'll go B minus on it, which, you know, fucking hell. I think, you know, it's a praise. It's a good album. It's, it's a good, good album. Big it's praise. Good. And then once again, piggyback on what you just said, it's probably the best B minus album. Yep. Really. Yeah. Yep. But this will be first exposure to a lot of people, I'd yeah, imagine. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, great. Um, thank you for listening, guys. I hope you've enjoyed it. Go away and listen to it. Give it a listen. Uh, dip into some of their other back catalogue as well, because I think I will. I know I said that about Food yep. Fighters last yep. time. But I think I will this time. Um, get in touch with us, jukeboxpod at gmail.com, with your thoughts about it. Thank you very much, Stu. But Thank you, Simon. I never call you Stu, do I? No, <laughs> I never call you Stu. It feels weird when I call you Stu. Um, have you got something you'd like to play us out with? Yeah, I, I try and keep it topical. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I think we we agree that Terrorvision were a band that maybe a British rock band that didn't get their props back in the day. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to go with something a bit more modern, but another British rock band who didn't really get their props, don't get their props. So I'd like to big them up a bit here. I want to go with a track called Arming Eritrea by a band called Future of the Left. From the album Travels with Myself and another something. Well, no, just with that is the title, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's have a little bit of this. Oh, 
once again a, a below three minute song. Come on, Rick! I'm not a prize! I'm not a cynic or one of those guys! Come on, Rick! I'm not a rope! Now pull your socks up! Come on, Rick! I'm not a child! I'm not special or one of our kind! Come on, Rick! I'm not a drunk! I'll nudge you towards their uh, their predecessor outfit when we finished it. Okay, right. Right, thank you very much for listening, guys. Uh, thank you very much, Boyd. Thank you, sir. And I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.